I'll tell you what, that is a good recipe, man. We ate that at Allison's house, and that is, uh, that is awesome, and she did awesome. She grinned the whole time. She's, you know, obviously saw it both services, and she grinned just as much the second service as she did the first. That's really cool. Hey, how many of you had an overbearing, bossy, take charge, had to do it their way, older brother or sister? Can I just see your hands? How many of you had one of those? Yeah, yeah, a few of you. How many of you were that bossy brother or sister? Yeah, a lot more of you. A lot more of you than, uh, than, the, than, the other, <laughs> than the other folk. You know, that take charge kind of mother and father and kind of just you got to do it their highway or the, the highway and it's just that's the right way because, you know, they're big brother, big sister and they get kind of rights there and to, to say what you want. Well, Martha in Luke chapter 10 was that kind of way. Martha is a unique uh, individual in the scripture. It's a story about two sisters and I'm sure that you've noticed people that have two different temperaments. Some are active, and these people are always busy, and their mind never stops, and they're never able to stand still. And, and, and this, I mean, we're not talking about ADD folks or ADHD folks. We're just talking about people who are just active and engaged and just high energy and just going and serving and can't do enough for you. That's Martha in our story. She has a younger sister named Mary. Mary is quiet. Mary is reflective. She's melancholy probably. She's, she's thoughtful. She's uh, more of a, of a meditator and would just ponder and think about things. She probably, if they were at the mall, the first mall of Jerusalem, probably Martha would be walking five steps ahead of Mary and Mary would just be, you know, dawdling around and just looking at people in life and camels and barley and wheat notes and whatever would be at the mall at, at that time. And so you have this kind of dynamic of people, you know. Martha wanted to really please people. She was there to serve. She always wanted to do the right thing. And she succeeded, but she also succeeded in making people nervous around her. You know those people just have a little too much energy and you just kind of want to go, dude, chill just a bit. You know what I'm saying? You know those folks? Matter of fact, just turn to somebody right now and go, dude, chill. Go ahead. I would love to hear Pastor Varney go, dude, chill. <laughs> I love the preacher. And in making people comfortable, sometimes she made them uncomfortable. Mary was much the opposite. She rarely made people uncomfortable. She was just at ease and made folks feel at, at ease with her. And our story starts in verse 38. And we have this introduction as Jesus and disciples were on their way. And, and probably not in any connection to the previous uh, parts of the verse or the chapter. But they came to a village where the woman named Martha opened her home to them. The village was Bethany, about two miles away from Jerusalem. And the woman was Martha. She had the younger sister Mary, and she also had a brother named Lazarus that was dead, and Jesus brought back to life, John chapter 11. And, and the fact that it says, opened her home to her, the language kind of leads us to believe that Martha was a widow, and that being the oldest or the eldest and the widow, the home was hers, 
And then she opened her home. Now, this was the day before Holiday Inn, Ramada Inn was on every street corner. And in that day, people would open their homes up. And if you were traveling through, you could just drop in, drop by, and stay the night, stay the week, or, or stay as long as, as need be. Hospitality was, a, was very much the norm and socially acceptable in that day to take folks that you knew well and even to take folks that you did not know so well. And Martha and Mary must have been a home that Jesus loved to visit because he went there many times throughout his three and a half year ministry uh, before his death, burial, and resurrection um, and, 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 and ascension back into heaven. And so Martha opened her home up to Jesus. And boy, don't we all know the pressure of having somebody in our home? Hey, I mean, just amen, you know what I'm saying to you? We love to have people in our home, but whoo, that kills you to have them, don't it? I mean, you know what you do? You got to clean up the house. You know, you clean up the kitchen, and then you fix the food, and then you got to re-clean up the kitchen because you got it dirty again from fixing the food. You know, you straighten the living room, the dining room. You get the plates clean out of the dishwasher. You got to wash the stuff. You clean the bathroom, and then you dare the family to use the bathroom. Matter of fact, you send them to the neighbor's house. It's like you're daring anybody, and then you always forget something right at the last minute. I always volunteer to go get it. My wife goes, no, I want you here when they knock on the door. I say, honey, they know I live here. I'll go get it. You know, I mean, there's just like the stress. And then they get there and it's like, whoo, everybody has a great time. And, and it's just wonderful. And you have this nice evening and then everybody leaves and you go, whoo, glad that's done. All right, maybe not quite like that, but, but Mary and Martha, man, it was like they just love people having a home, but anytime you have folks in your home, there's a little bit of stress that goes on. We, we all might as well admit that fact, and that's, that's a little bit of it. Verse 39 highlights the difference between Mary and Martha. She, had, she Martha, had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now, you, you got to get the picture of this. Martha's over here in the kitchen. She's making the rice and the lentil soup. She's, she's making the, the beets and the figs, you know, stuff that would just be common and, and be appropriate to serve. And this feast wasn't like Simon's feast that we talked about last week with the big tent and the flowing couches and a lot of pillows. This was an informal meal. This was a meal with friends, not celebrated guests. And so at this table, they would either sit at a table and Jesus would either sit in the middle or at the head of the table like we would do today, or they would sit and people would be congregated around, and there'd be a little table, and then they would kind of eat off the table. It, they were in a, a sitting rather than reclining position kind of during this meal. And so Martha's in there, man. She is just banging away, and she's so excited because Jesus and the disciples are in the house and some other friends. And she is just banging away on that pot and pan, and she just starts talking to Mary. And Mary, isn't this great to have Jesus in the house? Mary, isn't this awesome? Mary, isn't this? Mary? Mary? Mary! And do you know where Mary was? Mary broke total protocol. Because in that day, the men kind of gathered on one side and the women kind of gathered on the other. 
Was anybody ever raised in a church I was, church I was raised in, we had altar of prayer. That's where everybody shake hands and then, then they would come around the altar and they, everybody would kind of pray out loud at one time. And it was just kind of an, an altar of prayer. And, and when they would do that at my church that I grew up, all the men would go to this side and all the women would go to this side. And there is the Sunday that the women were supposed to be over here with the men. But one Sunday, we had a guest with us. She did not know our unwritten rules. She did not know she was supposed to stay over here with the women flock. And instead of being with the women, she came over here and prayed with the men. Well, I'm telling you what, buddy, that wrinkled a few feathers that day in our little church. She broke protocol. I mean, for pity's sake, sister, look around. All the men are here. All the women are there. Get over there. Here's Mary. Martha's in there. She's banging away with the pots and pans, man. She is doing the business. She is getting it done. And Mary, she came to her senses. She said, what in the world am I doing? The very Son of God is in the next room. And I'm here peeling potatoes? So, thought you'd like that one. So she put down, so she put down the potatoes. And she put down the pot in the pan. And she walked right in. And she sat down at Jesus' feet. That was it. She broke protocol. She left her station. But in that day, in that moment, in that house, she had the opportunity to be in the very presence of Jesus Christ. Sometimes I think we're a whole lot like Martha when we need to be a little bit more like Mary. Man, we're over here, we're banging our pots, we're pilling our spuds, we're sitting there doing all this kind of stuff, just kind of making sure that everything gets done, and we're going, and we're, we're doing, and we're serving, and we think God's impressed by our doing and our serving, and when you read the story, God's more impressed with Mary sitting at his feet than Martha putting on a meal for about 12 to 15 people. The question is, what room do you spend most of your time in? Do you spend most of your time in in the wrong room, clanging pots and pans? Or do you choose the room to be in the presence of Jesus? The Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst of them. Now look around, there's more than two or three of us gathered here today. And so he tells us that he is in the midst of us. So today, you and I can have the privilege to come and sit in the presence of the Son of God. But you know what we do? Man, even before we get to church, we're going to think about who we need to see at church, and then what we're going to do after church, and then what we're going to do after we eat, and then what's going to happen at four, and then what's going to happen at six, and then go to bed, kids, and then maybe we'll sit down and watch a little Sunday night football. I mean, we got the whole thing. And and it's like we don't come to church to sit at the feet of Jesus. We come to church to socialize. We come to church to hang out. We come to church to be seen. And we come to church because we think it is some fulfillment of our religious duty. Martha didn't quite get it. Matter of fact, if you look at the next verse, 
Oh, Martha, she was distracted. I love that word, distracted. It's not a pretty text. It's a tough verse. She was distracted by all the preparations she had made. Martha was so consumed by what she had to do that she forgot who she was doing it for. The word distracted means to be driven about mentally, to be overly occupied, to be too busy. She's type A. She's a list maker. She's one of those that would not only write the thing and check it off, but if she did something that wasn't on her list, she would go back and write it on her list so she could check it off her list. There are some of you that sick as well. She was easily distracted. Aren't we easily distracted when we come to church? Oh my goodness. We got to find the parking space. We got to get kids in junior church. And then, man, if you got kids, you know, in children's church and you got to drop one off at top spot, it's just like you got to put your head down and you're trying to pick up 10 yards, you know, to get from one side of the church to the other. Then it's like you got to recollect everybody. We're thinking about dinner. First service, there, there's a, a, a group that sits right there, and I drive all of them crazy because sometimes when I'm, I'm, most of the time, I sit there and I go, oh my goodness, and I start writing lists of stuff I need to do, people I need to see, then, and stuff I got to do, and I'm just, I drive everybody crazy, and I look at Sharon, um, Sharon R. most of the time, I say, Sharon, you got a pen, and she knows by now we've gone through this enough, she ought to just have a whole stack of them in her purse, but then, you know, she's asking June and the whole place in an uproar. And, and it's like my list is not important. But, man, it's so easy to get distracted. Man, what's distracting you today? I mean, what is your distraction? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what pots and pans are, are, are you banging around that you should need to put down so you can sit at the feet of Jesus? So she was easily distracted. And then look what she said. She said, my sister. She's let me go. No, stay back on that one. I just want to make one more, one more point. Look what she said. Can you just see Martha? You ever been doing something, even doing something for the Lord, doing something in church, and you feel like you're the only one doing it? You ever felt that way? You might as well amen. I know we all have amen, you know. And all of a sudden, because nobody else is doing it, you know what we do, just like what Martha had to do when Jesus, Mary's sitting there at Jesus' feet. Man, she started banging that pot louder. Then you know what she was doing? She was sending a signal, Mary, I'm in here. Get up, get in here. We got work to do, girl. And she's banging on that thing. She's going to town. She's banging. We do that, don't we? Then you know what we do? We have the conversation with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We have that conversation. Well, I wonder who she thinks she is being in there when I'm in here doing all the work. Matter of fact, I end up always doing all the work. She doesn't do anything. Nobody appreciates me. You know, you had that conversation? Finally, she can't take it anymore. She is just like, she's had this conversation with herself. She is so distracted. She had the privilege just to walk. I mean, she could have just even put her ear to the door as she's quietly doing the kitchen work. But she is working herself up with drama. And finally, she bursts into the room. She says, Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me to do all the work by myself? 
to help me. He was basically saying, tell her to get up and get back in that kitchen where she belongs and let's get this job done. You know, when, when you spend too much time doing and not in enough time being in his presence, it doesn't take too long for the heart to get messed up. Because we all think we can just get it done, get it done, get it done. The power to serve in the kingdom of God is directly proportionate to the time you spend in his presence. And Martha had the choice. She could have put down the potato peeler and the potatoes too. She had the choice of coming into his presence, but she chose not and then you have verse 41 and, and verse 42. Martha complains, everybody's left me to do the work. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha. He didn't condemn her. She wasn't doing a bad thing. She just had her priorities wrong. She wasn't out sinning. And what she was doing, Jesus didn't call sin. She just had her priorities shuffled in the wrong order. And he said, Martha, you're upset, you're worried, and you're upset, same word used earlier, about many things. You're just overthinking this thing, girl. Look at verse 42. But only one thing is needed. That's a cool word. Only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen what is better, and it'll never be taken away from her. And what does that mean, it'll never be taken away from her? Do you know what today marks? Today marks 25 days until Thanksgiving. Amen. Mashed potatoes and gravy and cranberry sauce and turkey and dressing and cream-style corn and green beans and pumpkin pie woo, and Allison's peanut butter ice cream cake. And you'll spend, what, a day, day and a half, maybe even two days making the pie, making the filling, making the dressing, getting the turkey, killing the turkey, plucking the curtain. I mean, you'll just have all that time doing stuff. And then you say grace, right? And then this horde of locusts just descend on your beautiful meal. And in 30 minutes, it's gone. Jesus was saying, listen, Martha, the meal you're making, you're putting all that work and effort, and it's going to be gone in a matter of minutes. But what Mary's gotten, what Mary has chosen, can never be taken away from her. See, we can be about doing all this and doing all that, but I'm telling you, when you sit in the presence of Jesus, when you sit at his feet and you hear the voice of of God that that can never be taken away but we're so easily distracted aren't we it's so easy to get our priorities shuffled isn't it in church out of church I mean it's easy to become the Martha and not the Mary the fact of the matter is we need to have a balance of both we need to be serving and worshiping but I'm telling you if all you're doing is serving you've got to spend time worshiping and in his presence in the quietness of who he is just to worship 
him. He said, Martha, Martha, there's only one thing needed today. We don't need the meal, as good as it is. Martha, we, we really don't even need you to clean the house as sharp as it looks. Martha, you're such a gracious host, but we really don't even need a, a host today. Martha, the thing that is needed today is for us and for you and for Mary and all of us to spend time in the presence of my heavenly Father today. Church, let me tell you, the main business of this place, the real business of this house on the Lord's day is not for you to fellowship and hang out with friends. It is not for you to be with your family, and it's not for you to perform your religious duty by your attendance. The real business of this day in the Lord's house is about worship. It's about spending time in the presence of God. It's about hearing from heaven. It's about being still, as David would say in the Psalms, to be still and know, he said, that I am God. You can't be still if you're running around with all the pots and the pans. There is a time when we need to be undistracted. We need to have a laser-like focus. We don't need to multitask in our worship. We need to be singular in focus about it. And we need to sit at the feet of Jesus so that we can be in the presence of the holy, righteous, sinless, pure, almighty Son of God. Church. It's about hearing from God and being in the presence. Don't get distracted by the preparation of church, getting kids dressed, feeding them, and then redressing them because they got stuff all over the stuff you just dressed them on. It's not that. Choose the better thing. The purpose of your presence in this house on this day, it's about worship. And it's about hearing from heaven. Listen, what can we learn from the meal? Martha thought that she needed the right that Martha thought she was right when she wanted the help of her sister in the kitchen. In reality, what she needed most was a new perspective. She needed to get her priorities right. Jesus gave her what she needed, not what she thought she needed. And Jesus continues to do the same for us today. He shows us through the Holy Spirit where we need to change, what sins we need to confess, what attitudes we need to keep, and what attitudes we need to lose and get rid of. See, every Christian needs to remember that if we forget Jesus while serving him, we'll end up quitting him. And unless we take time to worship him personally, we will not know how to serve him properly. Worship without serving is powerless, and serving without worship is is directionless. But when you serve after you worship, I'm telling you there is a presence and a power that comes with that. Sitting. At Jesus' feet. So today I simply invite you into his presence. Today I simply invite you to come. If you need to confess sin and the sin of being in the wrong room, of being far away from God, the sin of being distracted, then I invite you to confess it and to worship him. If you've been distracted by things, even good things, that has kept you from the best thing, that allows your heart to become new in his presence, then this morning I invite you to come into his presence. And if you've been worshiping without serving or serving without true worship in this house, in this day, would you forget what anybody else does or does not do? Would you come into his presence?
and worship him. Celebrate who he is as we sing. Some of you may want to come to an altar of prayer and confess sin, as many did in the first service. Several came and just kind of lingered in his presence as we worshiped. However, you, I just want you to come into his presence. I don't want you to be the Martha. I want you to be the Mary. I want you to put the pot and the pan down. I want you to put the multitasking aside. And with singular focus, I want you to step into intentionally, willfully, knowingly step into the presence of the Son of God. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes for just a moment? I wonder how many of you would be honest and say, Pastor, I've been distracted. I'll be honest. My worship hasn't been what it needs to be. I, I, I'm Martha. I'm too much like Martha, not enough like Mary. And, and man, when you talk about just spending time in his presence, that's me right now in this place. You don't need to raise your hand. I'm just simply going to invite you to come into his presence. Maybe for some of you, you need to come forward and, and, and have a personal altar time with God, a special meeting place with God. I'm just telling you, in the next few moments, Don will lead us in worship. The goal is that you put your distractions aside, your pots and pans down, and you willfully, intentionally step into the presence of the crucified, risen,